With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of That's a Rep. I am your host, Jason. Uh, Jay and Dre are on this episode because they're both of their significant other's birthdays. So you know what? I'm going to let them have their time with their significant others. But for today, my God, am I excited. I have the one, the only. Wait, I have something for this. Hit this <laughs> What the Adam is cooking. Yes. <laughs> I have the one, the only, the man, the myth, and the legend himself, Adam Corsair from the South of the Six podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I hope you like the introduction because to us, you are the rock of the Toronto Raptors landscape. How are you, brother? Finally. <laughs> 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 Yo, I'm doing. First of all, that was awesome. That was so awesome. Uh, <laughs> I've never been introduced with the Rocks theme music, and if there's someone that is the complete polar opposite of me <laughs> in terms of body type, it'd be the Rock. So I'm flattered that you know, so in someone's visual interpretation of what I look like now, <laughs> from now on, I'm going to look like the Rock to them. But. You don't have the Brahma Bull tattoo on your on your bicep, bro. I, I can put it in Sharpie, if that, <laughs> you know, make it a little bit more legitimate. But yeah, yo, I'm doing Jeez. well, man. Thank you. I nice. I wish I was doing as well as Jokic during this pandemic season. Oh damn, he, he is he skinny. Dropped, like a hundred pounds, dude. It's Jeez. ridiculous. It's the it's the big man coming back to be skinny man now. Like he you got Marcus like all you got. Yeah, he does like Porzingis. Apparently, Luka Doncic isn't in good shape. Have you heard about that? No, it doesn't surprise me. He had a little bit of pudge. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me. 
I guess so. Um, but yeah, so we have uh, the man, the myth, and the legend, and of course the Brahma Bull himself, Adam <laughs> Corsair, and we are going to talk a little about some NBA. Uh, you know, some some bu- uh, these bubble boy players who probably don't want to play, and you know, willing. It's probably a good idea, and also we're gonna do a little uh, some fun Disney characters, some NBA comparisons after the break. But first. Let's talk about the NBA right now. And I know that you already had your podcast. Um, you had with, uh, I believe it was Pick and Pod, and, and it was as well as your own South of the Six podcast. And if guys, if you don't already know, if you don't know what South of the Six is, please just go check that out on iTunes and all your podcasts. I, I guarantee you, you will not be, uh, you, you will not be mistaken. He, Adam is the best. Um, but I want to talk to you. I want to ask you about the NBA. What are your thoughts about the NBA possibly returning uh, with this 22-team format, these 13 teams in the West, nine in the East, possible regular season uh, tune-up games, would you say, um, with the possible start on the July uh, 30th? And then this what this is what gets me kind of uh, confused, this possible tournament, this play-in tournament with the ninth seed and the eighth seed. But before we get into that, what were your thoughts, your initial thoughts of when you heard the news that the NBA is possibly coming back? Well, you know, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if... what you. Th- <laughs> it doesn't this is matter. Go on the entire episode. Man. It has to now. You set yeah, the stage. No, sure. it doesn't matter it, if I did, you know, a podcast episode about this yesterday or an hour ago. This thing it constantly changes, right? right? The the state of things is constantly evolving, constantly changing. So for me, it's kind of hard to get a grip on things, right? It's kind of hard to sit back and have any sort of legitimate analysis as to. Um, you know what's going to happen with the NBA season and how the players are going to take this. From what I'm understanding, the majority of players seem to be on board, or at least the majority of players haven't vocalized not being on board. There mm-hmm. have been a small handful of players, i.e. Damian Lillard, uh, Mello, that, that have been saying things like, I don't know, it might not be worth it. And I think that's because of where they're like positioned in the playoffs and right. maybe the circumstances, I'm sure we're going to get into that later, of where they're staying in their family and whatnot. But... Um, for me, it just seems like kind of a cluster. It seems a little bit forced, but it, it goes twofold. I understand why it needs to be forced because I understand the NBA needs to make revenue. It is a business, after mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to be paid. It's not like they're they just have money, billions of dollars in the bank, ready to you know explode for paychecks. Um, so I understand that aspect. But on the other hand. Um, I'm very conscious of the fact that states like Florida and states like Arizona have been seeing a huge spike in COVID cases right, and it's you right. know it's it's got to be related to the fact that they're opening up their respective economies rather quickly amongst other states too. So um I understand the fear and I understand the apprehension when it comes to the players playing in a state like Florida even if it is in a bubble that things tend to creep in. So for me it's kind of like I'm not sure that the NBA is doing enough to really address the concerns and to it, it seems a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. And that's my, you know, analytical side, my selfish side is just give me basketball, man. Right. <laughs> no, I I'm definitely on the same page with you. It's like beggars can't be choosers. Like w- the fact that they have this whole plan of like the whole 22 teams and possible tune-up games and and I, I wish Jay was here because he would tell me more about like the numbers game, but all I know is that if they played these certain amount of games, one it would give this uh the NBA players kind of like uh, them to get back into the rhythm of things and also mm-hmm. it apparently it uh, 
saves up about three hundred million dollars or something. Uh, with because if they didn't, if they they scrapped the entire season, they would have lose, I believe, uh, approximately like eight hundred million dollars. So like they're not getting as much money back but at least they're kind of you know uh, it, it doesn't hurt as much to these players and to this league so I understand where they're coming from as well what I don't get is why get have so many teams in there because um, I know that in the beginning it was let's just scrap it let's just go uh, the 16 teams but now we got 22 teams 13 in the west 9 in the east do you really want to see Phoenix in there do you really want to see Washington in there and especially with that like play in tournament too you got if the ninth seed is four games or less behind the eighth they have to play this play in tournament where the ninth seed has to win twice uh, or the eighth seed gets to win once before they get shellacking by the first overall seed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really see the point of it, um, but I guess that's where it comes with, like, you know, that you want to have those tune-up games. I know that a lot of leagues that, like, such as, uh, uh, like, soccer leagues, MLS leagues, they're all coming back to you, and I think UEFA leagues are coming back uh, overseas, and a lot of players have already been injured because they're going straight into it after three months of pl- not playing. So I understand that they have to have a tune-up, but what do you think about that, play-in tournament that weird nine eight seed play-in tournament they didn't deserve it like they didn't right they, exactly that's what i'm thinking it. as well if yeah. you're not in it then you're not in it and and like it's basically saying that just try to make it to the ninth and you can have a a, a chance like you it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah they didn't earn it and to me i, I understand the circumstances of the season are rather bizarre um you know the when have we dealt with the pandemic before and how right. would you predict this? So I understand that it, for the argument in favor of these teams playing, it would go something like, hey, th- this, these teams had a shot. And mathematically, numerically, they did have a shot to get mm-hmm. there if the season played out normally. But at the same time, are we really thinking that Phoenix is going to reach that eighth seed over a team like the Trailblazers or the Grizzlies who have right. it right now? I don't think so. They're not even going to pass New Orleans, who was like kind of a special surprise this year of their own right. Yeah. Um, so You have and- 9, 10, and 11 all tied, but but both San or yeah, Phoenix is what? Uh, let me do something. Six games out of the eighth spot, yeah. and they only have eight eight games to, to play in for. I don't know, but you know what I'm thinking is that in order to do this eight you know eight team or eight game in playing season is they're probably trying to reenact what it was happening during the season because there were teams that were trying to fight for position so maybe that's the whole point of it they just try to get that excitement back in there yeah you know i think they they put teams like the san antonio spurs in there even though mathematically they're still sort of in it uh it's probably just for posterity really for them to go in there the kings they don't really have a shot even though they're ahead of the spurs it's just these things that i'm looking at it it's it's so like off balanced as well you have like so many teams from the west you have five teams from the west and one from the east at that point i would have just done three and three even though the other two in the east wouldn't have gotten anywhere close and then at that point just make it 16 like i really really like the idea of the one through 16 reseed right where Ooh, the yes, where the raptors yes. faced the grizzlies at first and i was like mm-hmm. just wear your, your throwbacks every game just wear yeah your <laughs> yeah exactly throwback awesome. throwback courts and everything too that would yeah. be amazing i think all of toronto was extremely excited if they got to see the grizzlies and and you know jv back in the mm-hmm. uh, back in the building too um but no yeah like, like you're right i think um this this nine seed thing, I don't really think it it matters, but I don't know. I guess that you're in the same boat uh, uh, when it when it comes to just give me some basketball back. Um, but speaking about 
you know, getting some, that, that home court advantage and like, seeing some home courts uh, back on onto the ground. Essentially, since Orlando, since everybody is heading to Orlando, that means that there's no more home court advantage, mm-hmm. right? So I know that there have been rumors about teams or the NBA allowing teams to bring their home court to Orlando for the playoffs. But besides that, there isn't really an advantage anymore because the crowd is such a big deal when it comes to the NBA. And, you know, the teams, uh, they deserve to have home court advantage. So now that they don't have it anymore, quote unquote, what do you think they could do in order to give them these teams a certain home court advantage? I know I also heard rumors about uh, home home teams get to have like best hotel choice or something like that, which I don't see the point of right. that. But do you, do you could you see any other uh, ideas when it comes to home court advantage? Well, I know that they are allowing their actual physical floors to be delivered down to Disney. So like right. which just is visually, crazy yeah, visually yeah. it might have some sort of advantage. I don't know how much the players tap into the aesthetics of things, but if it works, it works. Um, I don't know. See. I, I was talking about this on my pod. Like, how do mm-hmm. you, how do you show complete bias and unbiased to teams at the same time? So, say the Raptors are are going to face the Brooklyn Nets round one. Let's just say it falls that way, which it you know pretty much will. Yeah. Um, Raptors will have home court advantage, so they We're coming have game for you, one. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, We're coming for you, bro. <laughs> and uh, you know what? What are they going to do? Are they going to pump in crowd noise? And if they do, like say Dinwiddie's at the free throw line, are they going to pump in booze? They should. Yeah, right? They should. And they should be loud because in Toronto, they'd be loud. Oh, yeah. And are they going to have like visuals in, in, in I guess there's not going to be stands, but, you know, behind the backboard of like people or something like waving lines or something instead of people clapping and putting mm-hmm. together those large inflatable sticks? Like there's got to be something that they can do. Um, other than crowd noise, I don't know. I, I, and I'm sure the NBA is going to think of something creative. It'd be really cool if somehow they can have like a giant screen around the court and you can actually like pipe in yourself yes. like via Skype or Zoom or something yeah. oh. and you crank up the volume. I think that'd be pretty dope. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I have some ideas. Let me know. Let me throw sure, some yeah. ideas at you. Okay. I heard one. Um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to credit them. I heard from Free Association that they could the home team could uh decide what they would listen to when they have the ball and then what the other team will have to listen to when the opposing team has the ball Mm. that might be interesting i have another one home teams uh get to have their families and friends attend the games okay and then third is i'm thinking about okay think about the basketball court okay and then around it you're going to have the boards for hockey and so the boards for hockey they have the glass Mm quote-unquote glass right what they can do is that i'm taking your your tv screen idea project uh crowds onto those boards so it seems like you're in for the teams to seem like they're in the crowd as well and also for the backboard to also be a mm. quote-unquote screen so yeah. when you do when you do free throws you can see their like you know the batons and like the the balloons and stuff just so they can distract them what do you think yeah yeah i think that's cool like they, they gotta think of something because the NBA, in terms of media relations and whatnot, they, they are able to do things top-notch. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're able to, to put together, even like if, if it's up to the individual teams. First of all, the Raptors, as we know, top-notch media relations. So if they're mm-hmm. able to 
you know, create these videos or create these these suggestions that you've you've made with the sound and the crowd and whatnot to, you know, favor them a little bit. I think that would work out well. And this is Disney too. This is Disney money. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is like they're printing their own money right now. Yeah. Yeah. This they is better Disney have money. anybody who has a Disney Plus subscription should be able to watch it for free. Let me just say that for now. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Like <laughs> Disney has the ability to make these things on the spot. And what better way to utilize those those employees that have been pretty much sitting at home doing nothing, no no disrespect to them, but given mm. the circumstances of the past couple months. So if, if they're motivated enough to do that and to make these like cool special things that will favor their team that they work for, come mm-hmm. on, man, let's put them to work. Let's do it. I think so. I think so too. I, um, and that's the thing. They still have a lot of time. What what people don't really realize, uh, and what I came to realization too, is that this is still just planned, right? This is this. I guess you can say this is set in stone, and this has been agreed upon when it comes to the MBPA and and the coaches and the owners as well. But this is still planned. Mm-hmm. We don't really know exactly. And like you said, with Arizona and Florida, they're starting to open up. But the problem is, is that their numbers for COVID cases are going up as well. So we don't know if the idea of bringing back all like, you know, 22 teams is still a good idea. So maybe still in the works. But everything is still in the works, right? This this whole uh, how we're going to stream it online. We don't know how to do that either. How are there's going to be broadcasts? How are we going? Maybe we can watch it via VR. There's so many possibilities that can that can still happen, which I still believe that are in the works and that hasn't come out yet. I don't think that the entirety of like what the plan is, is out yet. I just think that the date is set and they even put it up to July 30th. So I think there's still a lot more uh, to be to be told when it comes to coming back with the NBA. Now, not everybody is agreed upon to do this. There are there have been per woes, there have been a couple of players and you know, they, they didn't disclose the names, but they have been a couple of players that don't know that they're, they've had some concerns about this whole Orlando bubble. Uh, there have been some players that have been hesitant to restart the season in Orlando. Some concerns include visitors, uh, no visitors until the first round of playoffs, the inability to leave the Disney Resort, um, the environment could also impact a competitive drive especially for players that are not in contending teams like what we said about phoenix what we said about washington they do really think that they can gain ground all the way to the a seed or for that playing tournament i don't know and also the social injustice issues that are going on in both countries in both canada and u.s isn't going away either and i don't want it to that's the thing i don't want it to either and all of that stuff uh, comes into play when it comes to thinking about the NBA coming back, and these players have been voicing their concerns. Um, do you think that? I, I guess like do do you, do you know where they're coming from? Like do you like obviously we don't know these players' names per se, and we don't know these players uh, personally. But do you think that it's like it's uh, warranted that these players are what should be concerned for going back into this Orlando bubble experiment? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, dude, this is this is something that has wreaked havoc on the world pretty much for the past yeah. three months. And, you know, you can have the on paper best game plan possible, the best game p- plan possible, thinking of a bubble, thinking of, you know, isolating players, which in my mind, like creates kind of 
like this I, I don't want to I, I'm trying to choose my words carefully like it kind of makes them seem like prisoners in their own right right they're, they're kind they're, of that you can't go anywhere right and I, I mentioned this before like imagine in round one of the playoffs okay Kyle Lowry and his family are allowed in the hotel room right he's got two young boys right, right. and his wife and they're in the hotel room and you have to explain to these kids kids mm-hmm. hey you can't go right over there. You see that big globe over there with the castle <laughs> and all those kids are over there having a good time with their yeah. masks on? You can't go there. Like, that is a headache in and of itself. And this is mm-hmm. the playoffs, right? So they have to be in top-notch mental condition. They can't have these distractions. And they have to go back into a hotel room, which, by the way, that the, the wife and the kids have to stay there, right? They can't mm-hmm. leave that area. It creates a whole mess of problems. I, I can't see how this is going to be, you know, practical, really. So I totally understand where the where the players are coming from because when it comes to winning a championship, regardless of the circumstances, and these circumstances are strange, regardless of the circumstances, you need to be ready. And I just can't see a, a situation in which they are going to be ready as well as they would if things were normal. Maybe you can look at that as, oh, this is an extra hurdle, so this is an extra difficult championship to win. Totally get that. But when right. you, you introduce the the health problems, not just the mental health, but the physical health problems of this virus that we still don't understand the nature of it and its ability to probably find a way to creep itself into this bubble, then -hmm. it's going to be a whole nother mess load of problems. Does LeBron James really want to risk that aspect of getting the virus potentially, potentially and missing the last two weeks if he makes it to the NBA Finals? Like, does he really want to do that? I don't know, man. So for me, like, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't see the point. I really don't. And I know that sucks to hear when it comes to an NBA fan. Like, maybe it's a little counterintuitive being a Raptors slash NBA podcast. But for me, it just doesn't make sense. I want to see my players safe. I want to see all the players play safely. And to this just isn't practical for me. I think the risk is the risk right now is higher than the reward. You're talking about life or death right here. You know, and and not only the players. If you're going to bring the families, then you have to, like you said, you're going to be have to concern about that. And yeah, Kyle Lowry has kids. A lot of these players have kids, and and, and of course their spouses. But then, dude, these players are also kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't yep. think like OG Odenobi, Zion Williams, these guys are like 19, 20 years old. That you don't think they are going to want to go to Universal Studios and like ride the Hulk or something like three yeah, times dude. in a row? There's yeah. no way. And I understand there's professionalism, but like these these players are getting younger and younger and you're not going to take age out of somebody right you're going to be kids because they're kids and you're going to bring them to orlando florida so i i understand like the need of coming back i do and and the the, of course as a sports fan you want your favorite sport to come back and to watch but um i i'm on your i'm on your side i've been on record saying that i don't think it should come back because the uncertainty of going on of, of everything that's going on. and i know that i, I want to apologize before when i when i meant by um the the social injustice not not saying that of course i want the injustice to stop i don't want the uh i i don't want the attention of people going out and and, and protesting for their rights i don't want that to stop of and course, that's why right. i don't i, I when it, all of that uh, said i there's a lot of things going on and again i think the risk is a little bit higher than the reward but i have to give credit to the nba i have to give credit to adam silver for being the i guess championing this on 
right? Because like you said, everybody everybody's kind of going through the same thing. It's not like just North America is going through this. The entire world is going through this. And someone like Adam Silver and his team is doing incredible work coming up with this plan, right? And we can all say that, you know what, uh, you know, scrap the season, but this is their entire, this is their lives and how to, how to come bring uh, a sport that we all love back into a world that's a little uh, wonky right now. Uh, it's their job at this moment. Um, but, you know, sometimes is the risk better than the, is, is the risk, is, is it too high than the reward? You know, that's, that's the question that we, we'll have to ask. But all right, that's a lot of NBA talk, bro. I want to take a little bit of a break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to lighten the mood, and we're going to talk about some Disney characters, bro. So uh, let's take a let's take a real quick break. The Rock. <laughs> Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. all right adam i gotta ask you something man did you see the ps5 oh dude it's so nice is it? <laughs> i know <laughs> bro i'm kicking myself man it's like it's like 600 dollars. but do i want to give them my money yes yes 100 yes. percent <laughs> Yes. Dude, all right, I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I don't know the politics. I don't know how this is working. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, knock anyone's financial situation. Yeah. But if Canadian citizens are getting an extra two grand a month, and that is my understanding, <laughs> if that's still happening, you can spare 600 bucks nice. here and there to buy right. the PS5. I feel you. You know we're getting taxed for that. You know Of that, course right? you are. Yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some sort of, uh, you know, I'm my wife is going to kill me. But she looked at it and it's like, she's like, is that from like, is that from like Inception or like Arrival or something? Because it looks like some sort of spaceship. It looks cool, dude. Yeah, it does, dude. Do you see the, the Spider-Man promo? Did for I? It? Miles dude, Morales? So good. Guy. I, so good. I, oh, man. I've been, okay. So I've been, I, I know we're going off at a tangent right now, but we have to. I've been watching, I've been playing The Last of Us. Okay. Again, for like the fourth time, just in preparation for lights Last off of Us though, right? Oh, of course. Are you yeah, can okay. lights off. Yeah. Like I got my headphones in. Yeah. Uh, like, no, no one's bothering me, and I'm just the anticipation is killing me. So my FOMO is off the chain right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
But all right, enough enough uh, PlayStation talk. I know there's going to be a lot of it. But okay, let's lighten the mood up a little bit. Uh, Adam, you have you have a kid, and I know mm-hmm. that you got that Disney Channel going, you know, twenty four seven. Or if not, you got some characters going on. Hopefully, that they y- your kid wants to be a superhero or a princess, no matter whatever she wants to do. Man, but she's already I both. Was- exactly there she there you you go she's she's already a queen the thing is i was thinking because the nba is going back to Orlando, the home of disney i thought it'd be cool if we threw out some disney character names and see if we could do some nba player comparisons what do you think bro i'm in dude let's do it all right let's do it first up first up we got uh we got simba the son of mufasa who do you got for, for Simba? I have a feeling we might have the same person, but I'm intrigued who you have for Simba. So this one was tough because like it, when you gave me the list of these these characters, I'm like, oh, that could be LeBron. Oh, that could be LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all of it could be it's like so LeBron. So, so I, had, I had to break them down. So I'm thinking, all right, Simba. Simba, he was a, a wild little cub mm-hmm. at first, and then he, he matured and became king. And his, and his dad was Mufasa, who was this, like, wise sage, right? So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, all right, well, the, the relationship isn't necessarily the same, but Masai Ujiri is the wise sage, right? Okay. And he, yeah, he's like, wise being. So I'm like, even though he's not his son, Giannis is sort of Simba-like, right? And at this oh. point, he's still young Simba. Like, you know, yeah. Masai brought Giannis into this this environment. that Not the, the COVID environment, obviously. I'm talking about the NBA <laughs> environment, right? Absolutely. He's still young, but pretty soon, after Giannis sings Akuna Matata, he'll be the new king of the NBA and dethrone LeBron. I think he's the guy. So to me, Simba is Giannis. That is not a bad comparison. I did not think of uh, Giannis uh, for, for Simba. I like it. I would definitely yeah. like it. I like the Mufasa. If I if we were to choose Mufasa, it would definitely be Masai. It has yeah. to be. Um, but for, for Simba, I went, speaking about uh Akuna Matata, I went with the more teenage years when it came to okay. Simba and uh, someone who we know that's going to be uh, incredible and is probably going to be king after the LeBron era and after the Giannis era. I'm going to go with Zion, mm-hmm. the the young king. He's coming up. We uh, The NBA is trying to get him to, to go into oh, yeah. the playoffs this year. Like there's there's no hiding it. So I went with I went with Zion Williams uh, as Simba, as soon to be uh, king of the jungle. I can see that. Yeah, he's still young. He's still a little cub right now, but eventually yeah. he might be. You know, you know he's going to roar, his man. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, speaking of, again, speaking of Hakuna Matata, I have a duel for you, bro. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite duels of all time, Timon and Pumbaa. Give me a duel. Give me, give, it, could be, it could be a funny duel. It could be like a Scotty and Jordan duel. Who do you got, man? So I was thinking about this, and I'm like, all right, so Pumba, he, he's kind of chubs, right? Whatever, but like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to find a chubby NBA player. So because yeah. you know the, the cardio and all. So I'm like, all right, so who's the guy that's kind of like all out there, like all up in in the cameras and stuff, and people kind of like don't take ter- seriously. He's kind of funny, but not really. Yeah. And you got this like short, skinny guy that you know runs really fast or whatever. So I'm like, yeah. Stephen Draymond, Timon okay. Pumba, Stephen Draymond. Okay. I like that. Stephen yeah. Draymond. Yeah, you got that. You, you can't go, you can't think about Golden State without uh, either Steph, Draymond, or Clay for that mm. matter. But I definitely see the Pumbaa yeah. and Draymond going in there. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Christine, my wife, who thought, you know what? 
let's think about uh like Lowry and Debo circa like 2017 that was a mm-hmm. good Timon of Pupo duo but who I picked uh was uh, not last year but the year before when they were teammates on the 76ers I got to go with uh Toby and Bobby Tobias okay. Harris and Boban Marjanovic. You got yeah. you, Boban. I mean, obviously he's not like thick, but he's humongous, right? right? right, right. And he's going to be your Boomba. And then Tobias. I mean, he already got the T in there, so I'm going to give that to the Timon to Tobias right there. So the Toby and Bobby duel right there. Okay, moving on. Let's go with the Mickey Mouse. Let's go with the uh, the face of the NBA. I'd say, yeah. and this uh, probably could be LeBron in many situations. But before I before I say who mine is, who do you got for Mickey Mouse? You nailed it, dude. It's LeBron. LeBron. Like yeah, every time I was like, nice. this could be nice. LeBron. I was like, no, nah, Mickey's yeah. got to be LeBron. He's the head. He leads the pack, hands down. Yeah, Mickey, absolutely. Okay, I would I'd go hand in hand, but I'd go Steph Curry too. Okay, I, I, I want to say yeah. Steph Curry is also the face of the NBA. Like both of them are synonymous when it comes to like who you think about when it comes to the NBA. You either have the young uh, crowd. With Steph Curry, you have the more, you know, mature crowd when it comes to LeBron James. So, yeah, Mickey Mouse, that's more of a, a shoe-in. Okay, how about this one? Goofy. One of my favorite, my all-time favorite characters, Goofy, the jovial, the happy, but has a really good heart. Goofy character. Who you got, bro? So I had to dig deep, right? Because I remember watching a Goofy movie as a kid. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what, what did I learn about Goofy? From the goofy movie because before a goofy movie you were like all right goofy's just a goofy dude right he's a klutz he's just mm-hmm. mickey's sidekick whatever he's not someone that you necessarily take really seriously in terms of what he can do as an individual but then you watch a goofy movie and you're like all right this guy's got a heart this guy actually knows what he's doing and not only that you know he's a good person he's got right. morals he's got ethics so not only is he funny but when it comes time to like get it done goofy's the man yep. so i picked og OG outside of the court, nice. He's funny as hell, dude. Like, and and you know, effortlessly funny as hell. But when it comes time to lock it down and defend against LeBron James in the playoffs, you can count on him. Yeah, oh yeah. So so I'm saying OG is goofy. I like that. I like that. And I had a a lot of uh, players that I was thinking about. I was thinking "Mm, Blake Griffin, maybe. But no, Mm. he's actually a really good player. He's not too clumsy. I had a uh, right away. Uh, Dre, uh, our co-host, already said Javel McGee. No matter what, Javel McGee <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. So I'll give him that one. But for my pick, I can't, went close to the Raptors as well. I picked the Bismack Biombo. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I yeah, see that. Right. Yeah. So like he's he's jovial off the court, and uh, teammates freaking love him on the court. You know that his hands are kind of bricks. You know mm-hmm. he have to like hand them hand the basketball to do to Bismack Biombo for him to slam dunk it, but. Outside of that, he can't dribble and he can't shoot. <laughs> so yes. I'm gonna go with Biznat Biombo. All Absolutely. right. So this one I'm I'm intrigued about about the beast. The one the the character from uh what the hell is it? Oh Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast, beast bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> His I know, name's bro. in the title. <laughs> Good lord. Beauty and the Beast. The what the the character who just wants to shut everybody out, but again, he has a good heart. And and you know he's he's gonna be there for you at the end of the day. I'll get. I'll tell you who I got. Yeah. I have. Uh, I have Kawhi. Okay. The one. The 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 player who just like you know what? Don't don't worry about me. I got it. I got you. And when at times when when at times matter, oh, I'm going to be a beast. And mm. that's Kawhi. I like it. What do you think? I like it. I can, nice. I can totally see that. And you know he's got that quiet demeanor. But when it comes time yep. to lock it down, you want to, you're afraid. You want to stay away from him. I like it. Absolutely. He's a little frightening. Uh, I picked Demarcus Cousins. And I'll tell you why. The dude is Ooh. tough as nails. 
with a bit of a temper. And I say that, you know, obviously, tongue-in-cheek, he's got a huge temper. Yes. But I feel like he's been humbled by the injuries. The injuries have kissed him before yes. the last rose petal has fallen. And now he's back to a prince that's been a little bit humbled, a little bit calmed down. He understands, like, you know, it's not all about the intensity. It, 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 there's a place for it, of course, but when it comes to being angry all the time, when it comes to getting into fights, nah, man, I can't. If if, if Zach Randolph still play, he'd be the beast, but right now it's yeah. <laughs> Bro, that, that is well thought out. I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, thinking about this real deep. That's a good pick. <laughs> I like that. DeMarcus Cousin, he's probably humbled by, like you say, by, the, by his injuries, but he's still got a lot of game in him. I, yeah. You can tell he's still got a game in him. I hope he does come back healthy. Cinderella, you got to give love to the princesses, man. Cinderella, a huge character, the best, the the uh, the character that came from the rags to riches, and that's what came up to me the most when I thought about her character. She came up from you know having to clean all up all for her stepsisters and then became the princess, the 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 riches. Mm -hmm. So who do you have for Cinderella? Siakam. Siakam, he wasn't Ooh, what he seemed nice. to be. Right, nice. he wasn't. When you first saw him, you were like, "This guy's not royalty. This guy's not an all star. What is he?" Mm. He, you know, they they gave Messiah a D plus grade when he drafted him. Right, That's he was true. not supposed to change the franchise until he found the glass slipper, right, and then he became Ooh. he became royalty. He became an all star. He became that guy that can lead a franchise. He became the franchise guy for the Raptors. Mm. So Damn. Siakam to me is Cinderella. That is a good ass pick. I, I thought mine was good, but that's a good ass pick. And I, I did uh, stuck to home too. And I went Fred Van Vliet. Mm. And I thought Rex Riches. He came from not being drafted. He came from playing against two point guards uh, to get that roster spot. And now he last year he ha had a uh, MVP vote for the finals MVP. Rags, yeah. Riches. There right you there. go. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet. All right. Uh, and you know what? He also got his own shoe. So there you go. There you go. And what, baby? <laughs> There you go. Give me that glass slipper. <laughs> All right. Genie, the uh, oddly depicted in the latest Aladdin, but still very, very good character. Um, one of the most known character, I'd say, in the Disney universe. And also as uh, a character who would give you three wishes or any wishes that you want. I went, this is my LeBron. I'll give you that right now. Okay. It's LeBron right. to me because he's the one who kind of like, can, he can do whatever he wants. The NBA is in LeBron's hands and it's always been LeBron's hands for the 18 years that he's been there. So I for me, it. I got to go with Genie, the most powerful character in the world. Yeah, I can see that. All right. And yeah, he, he I mean, he's not, he's not blue, but still, you know, he's free. <laughs> he's still king. Uh, I went with Kawhi on this one because oh, he nice. grants the wish of a championship and then once he gets that championship for that team, he wants to be free. He wants out. Mm, Did it with okay. San Antonio? Did it for Toronto? And now, for if he wins one with LA, okay. who knows what's going to happen after that contract? I'm going to throw in a pew, 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 pew for that one. Because <laughs> that, that was a good ass answer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I got a couple more for you, all right? All right. Um, I was excited for this to come out. Uh, in theaters, but before COVID, uh, but I'm sad it didn't, and hopefully we will get to see it in theaters at one someday, or even in our uh, comfort of our own homes. Also, one of my favorite characters, Mulan, someone who has to prove uh, that sh she's worthy all the time, uh, to prove that you know to her family that she's also worthy as well. And I, before I go, I'm gonna give it to you. Who is uh, the Mulan in this NBA? First of all, I want to say you're not alone when it comes to that live action adaptation of Mulan. Seriously, that looked, that looked awesome. 
dude intense so I'm, I'm i'm sad and kind of glad that they're not gonna sing uh make a man out of you because mm. it's kind of you know uh the subject matter but that was a dope ass song <laughs> I'll just so give you <laughs> um i went with james johnson just because of the martial arts aspect and he'll okay. low-key mess you up like he is the guy that you just do not want to mess with and there's still some you know raptors lifeblood in there people still look at them and say you know you're still a raptor in my eye even though you're not i think right now he plays for the timberwolves anyway um yeah. i went with james johnson just because he'll wow. mess you up and he'll do it with confidence okay okay i like that i like that little uh the comfort reference because you know who's gonna kick your ass man after all or not james johnson's mm-hmm. gonna kick your ass i went with um I want the Kyle Lowry on this one, there just you because you know what I, I'm throwing out to all my all my Raptor fans out there, all the Raptors fans who, whenever somebody doesn't or casually brings up how Kyle Lowry chokes in the playoffs, all everybody is going to back up Lowry, and he's going to prove it time and time again, just like Mulan. That's why I'm going to give it to the the baddest ass in the Disney game and the baddest ass in the Raptors history, Kyle Lowry. Hell yeah! There you go. Last but not least, and I didn't, you know, I, I, I kind of threw this in there because you got some good side characters. You got Abu from Aladdin. You got Mushu from, from Mulan. I had to throw some love to the to the sidekicks, right? And this one doesn't have to be a, an NBA player. So I just thought it'd be fun to throw in who's the best sidekick of the NBA. Well, I... Uh... So I'm thinking, like, who compliments who well and, like, there's a, there's a real... Uh, relationship and mesh aspect to it. So mm-hmm. at first I was thinking PG and Kawhi, but I'm like, you know what? Like I don't even I don't even know if I believe in PG that much. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's a hot take, but I'm just I'm okay, not sure. Okay. I'm not I'm not there. So the the duo that scares me the most is AD and LeBron. So I had to go with AD, even though in his own right he's more than just a sidekick. But yes. when it comes to anybody next to LeBron, you're just a sidekick, bro. Just ask Kyrie. Yes. So yeah, I, I went like with it. AD and LeBron. The I, I went with the non-player with this, and I had to go the best sidekick in the game and in any team. I'm sorry. It's got to go to Nav, man. Yeah, he's the there best, you go. He's the best side. Uh, the person who compliments any team, you got to give it to Nav. Every single player on every single team knows who who's Nav is. He's going to throw in a Hyundai, uh, you know, Sentra for you, you know, if you come to Toronto. So you're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Nav Badia. All right. That is it for today's episode Adam, I let me let me just okay. I just I gotta say about the Rock, Adam <laughs> Corsair of South of Six. You've been the OG uh, since day one for us, and I know for a lot of other Raptor podcasts and NBA podcasts. But you are have been true to the Raptors uh, family. You don't even reside in Toronto, people. He doesn't even reside in Canada. His yep. podcast is called South of the Six because he lives in Boston. Yes, in enemy territory, he lives in Boston, <laughs> repping the red, the black, the gold, the dinosaur. Possibly it could have been the dragons for one day, but he is the rep, the South of the Six. And I thank you so much for joining us for today. Um, if you want to plug anything, you know the floor is yours. Uh, Please give it away, brother. Well, first of all, Jason, thanks for having me on. And anytime you need someone that sounds like an idiot, you can come and call for me, and I'll be gladly to be that guy for you, no problem. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow the podcast, like Jason said, I have the South of the Six podcast. Six is how the cool kids spell it up in Toronto, the number six in the letters IX. You can find that on all your podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all of them. You can find them there. Uh, subscribe. 
give us a review. Listen to us on a weekly basis. Um, we're, we're still pumping out content, even though the NBA season hasn't been you know, really active. We're still trying to put some stuff out there. Jason, you've been on quite a few times. You know the deal. So Yes, sir. Uh, you can find on all the podcatchers. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, where I banter a lot about NBA stuff, you can do so. Same thing south of the six. And if you want to get to know the personal side of me, uh, if you're just looking for some casual listening, my wife and I have a podcast it's called While She's Napping. Completely on NBA related, but if you need a break from all like the, the frustration of no NBA season, you can listen to me there. But anyways, dude, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a not, blast. Not at all, man. And of course, you can find us at That's Rep Podcast on Twitter. That's Rep Podcast on Instagram. That's Rep Podcast on gmail.com. Follow us uh, on, on all your podcatches and on Twitter. You know, just interact with us because you're going to find me. You're going to find Adam. You're going to find everybody who reps the Toronto Raptors. But until next time, boys and girls and everybody else. That's a wrap. <laughs>